Hello? Who is this? Hello, everybody. Welcome to Stay on the Line, a horror genre podcast hosted and created by me, Tara Card, and sometimes co-hosted by Andy. And every week on the podcast, we talk about something horror genre related on Thursdays. I'm going to say that right off the bat because I, I forget. And this week, Ambie is back to talk about horror things with us. I'm going to say nothing else. I'm just going to introduce you. Hi, Ambie. How you been? Hi. <laughs> that struggling <laughs> intro oh my god it was just my birthday happy birthday Tara thank you I wish we could have played video games yeah I had oh I had work real late and then it took me a really long time to find food and then neither of us were up to doing the podcast yeah I was like um I'm just depressed and I'm gonna just sit here I had a good weekend though so I had a good birthday show you had like, what was it the other day? You had like 10 cuts in one day? Yeah, sometimes I do like 15 though. It, it just depends on the length of the haircuts really. Mm. I want to get my haircut done. I want to dye my hair like kind of like an orange, like an orange ginger. Cause I was like, I I've like never to... had hair like that. Have you ever colored your hair? Yeah, I've colored it pink. I've colored it like blonde, gray and I think purple. I don't remember. Trauma does that. Speaking of trauma, we're going to be talking about a lot of trauma on this episode, so I just want to give a warning about that. A little bit of a trigger warning for soul survivors, death. Do you have anything else that you need to <laughs> give a warning um, for? One of my one of my stories, the guy has really bad PTSD, but I, I don't really understand why, because he, he's not going to be in this situation ever again. Anyway, PTSD. PTSD happens. You need to respect that, Andy. Yeah, I am. But at the same time, like... Also, if you're on the Patreon, a Ambi is wearing the same sweater of Mothman. I need to order mine. I, I have some money now for my birthday, so I'm going to order mine, too. And then we can match. Yeah. You're, you're basically a... Patreon episode is going to have just Mothman. You're a cartoon character where you just have the same outfit every day. Yeah. <laughs> Except for my hair changes, so... I have, like, a weird lamp on the floor, and it's making me look, like, ghostly. You are a ghost. Your foundation shade is 100. Okay, are you, are you ready to get Soul Survivor up in here? Yes. So our theme this week for the podcast, we're talking about like, like survivors of like really weird incidents, very not typical things that people would survive from. So I'm really excited to talk about mine. I want to know what you're going to say. Mm, I'll go first because it'll even make me even more hype for what you want to hear. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Also, I want to say, like, because I was writing, I was taking notes on something, but I started to think, like, is this even real? Because I saw this guy on TikTok. This isn't my first story. But I saw this guy on TikTok. He was like, I had a weight loss journey. I lost 45 pounds in less than six weeks. And then I kept losing a lot of weight. And then I found out my wife was putting arsenic in my protein powder. Oh my God. <laughs> so I was watching an interview with him, but he was like, she's not in jail. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, I didn't find out until like a year after. I was like, but how did you find out? And he didn't really explain. He got poisoned and his girlfriend isn't in jail. Yeah, his wife, like his wife. Oh. 
Uh, and I, I stopped taking notes halfway in the page and I said, mm, let me do another. <laughs> My main story is crazy related to the ocean, which we were going to do a recording on like weird ocean things, but we just don't have enough time. But these are these are cool anyway. So are you ready for my my trip of a story? Yes, I'm very excited. Okay, so there was this man. I can't tell if it was a shipping, like a, a fishing shipping ship, a fishing shipping ship. No, just a fishing ship. I couldn't tell if it was a ship. Oh my fucking God. <laughs> I couldn't tell if it was a fishing ship or if it was an oil ship. However, off the coast of Nigeria, roughly like 20 miles out, I think it was May 26th of 2013. Don't know if the date is correct. There was like three ships and a huge wave capsized the ship, which like, first of all, waves, the ocean is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Very easy to drown out there. Waves are huge. They can, I saw a video where it was uh, like a, a naval ship. The wave like crashed up to that little high, you know, naval ships, they have that very high window where they have the captain's what is it called fucking navigation area deck or whatever yeah yeah like the deck and the the wave crashed up there so waves are huge and it took down this ship it capsized there was a man harrison ojigba okene don't know if i said that correctly he was the only sole survivor what had happened was in the ships in that area everyone locks their door when they go to bed because there's a lot of pirating in that area mm-hmm. or at least at the time i don't know if it's different this guy okene he was taking a shit like he went out and he went to, he's the cook he went to go use the bathroom so when it got capsized he was still in the bathroom and oh, everyone no. everyone was struggling to get out of the rooms and the ship landed at the bottom of the ocean well not like the very bottom the very bottom of, of that gulf area there the gulf of you know so 100 feet down he's still trapped in the bathroom the ship is completely upside down and he's just hanging on by like a uh like i think the toilet and there's like a little air bubble there everyone has passed away they don't know where anyone else was so he saw like some people like leaving the emergency exit like swimming but he couldn't make it Mm -hmm. because the water pressure was so much because it literally took him from one bathroom to the next bathroom. So he was down there in the water, 100 feet, freezing. He eventually swam to, I think it was the communications room. Just that 100 feet in the water was kind of crazy. Because, like, you get the the bends. Yeah, the bends. It's when, like, air gets in your, your bloodstream. And also, water is really heavy, which is why we can't go to the bottom of the ocean. Because water is so heavy. The pressure is a lot. I know. I got a lot of pressure, too. okay yeah it was the engineer's office so he goes in the engineer's office where there's coincidentally another like a bigger bubble of like air he makes like a little raft for him to like sleep on because how long do you think he was in there i don't know if i ever told you what i'm wondering is how did he get like the bathroom door open with that much pressure when when it was sinking he opened it and the water was still coming in so he was able to get through he had enough strength to do that but then that's when the water took him from that one bathroom to the other bathroom okay but the doors were all open yeah at that point the doors were open how many how long do you think he was underwater for i would say good three or four days to him he thought it was 12 hours in actuality he was underwater for 60 hours that's a long time yeah so what had what went down was the other two ships were there and they saw that ship get capsized and they were like oh shit um let's get a rescue team 
mm -hmm. when the rescue team initially went down there, they couldn't go all the way down to the ship, so they called off the rescue. And then a few days later, they're like, okay, we have to like, you know, they have to get the bodies, of course, of if anyone right. is down there. They go down there and it had it had been 2.5 days at this time. So like three days. These divers are not expecting to see anyone alive. And there's live footage of this. There's footage of this man when they find him. I'm not gonna post the because this man is very traumatized. I'm not gonna post that on the patreon at all or anywhere either when the diver is like finding a body he sees like a body like because uh, okene was he saw the diver go by his room but they didn't look like they didn't see him so he swam out to him so could you imagine like you're swinging down there and you just see like a body that grabs at you and you think it's a dead person i'd flip the fuck out that seems like a horrible situation for literally everyone involved y yes just like them not realizing that there's a living person down there that's been down there for two more than two days yeah and then him basically scaring the shit out of these guys because they think it's all corpses that they're going to retrieve they find him like in the room he like made his little raft he was clearly delirious because who could remain sane underneath the fucking water for three days he holds yeah. the record for the a person who lived in the water like bottom floor for the longest which was three days, which I don't think that was his goal. So so he clearly suffered from a lot of carbon monoxide poisoning and the bends, which like I just said, the bends is when oxygen gets into your blood when you're really low in the ocean. And you have to make sure you're like going up progressively, not straight up to the surface because you can die from that. Oh yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, he had to decompress for two and a half days to get full recovery but some strange things about or some awful things really about when he was down there was the seawater removed skin from his tongue from being oh. down there so long but like anytime he could only hear like like the breeze move like debris moving and the sound of fish eating the corpses of other oh, people there that's not cool yeah he's actually really smart though because he knew he had hypothermia so he made that little raft inside his air pocket, which was like four feet tall, which is better than his previous one, which was like very small. He made a raft so he can get up on it and then keep himself a little bit warm. Because if I think if he stayed in the water, like completely submerged, he would have died of hypothermia. Mm -hmm. And he's very lucky because the amount of airspace that was in there was only, it could only last him like two, roughly three days. So they found him right at the mark of three days before he would have passed away from like, you know, carbon monoxide poisoning. For those who don't know, humans breathe out carbon <laughs> monoxide. And if we're trapped into space, it will kill us. Him splashing in the water actually helped reduce the carbon monoxide because it was getting mixed in with the oxygen in the water. So he's really lucky on that account too. He survived this, super fucking lucky. And he said to, cause he was praying to himself. He was like, God, if you save me, I will never go back into the ocean. And he's never been back since. He does not go to the water. That's kind of what I was getting at when I was saying like my guy with PTSD, it's like very much a choice to mm. go back in that situation. Like your guy was straight up like, no, I'm never going in the ocean again. I'm never doing it. Yeah, which is pretty like, it's 70% of the of the earth. That makes sense why he wouldn't want to be exposed to that. Probably not even in a pool. Yeah, he's got a lot of severe PTSD. Shout out to this man for honestly pretty smart 
in this situation and he didn't have any food so like that's just crazy luck that he survived the like rawness of the tongue it's like like after eating like a full pack of sour skittles but like yeah times a million it, it just reminds me of like if you eat a lot of pineapple how you get like kind of like a little bit of like citrus burns yep yeah i don't want to look up what i didn't even know that salt water could do that well it's like corrosive that's yeah. why ships rust and stuff so i guess it it definitely could mess up our soft human flesh oh my god and, this, and the sound of the fishes eating his dead like comrade like that's that's not cool that's scary that's not cool at all this whole situation is scary because the ocean frightens me i don't know why i decided to like talk about the ocean because i actually wanted to be a marine biologist and then i was like now that i think about it i have to be on boats and i have to go out and i don't want to do that right (laughs) terrifying there's also a lot of great sea creature horror movies too so i'm probably gonna have to watch a couple of those watch the host if you haven't it's a korean movie the host really fucking good so and i've seen that it's on prime i think yeah really good movie and i think sector seven the cgi is terrible however the story i really like but amber what what did you find i'm excited to hear what you have to say i have three things oh, God. the first one is it's definitely crazy but i i'm gonna say it's the least crazy of the three that i have so this is the ptsd guy he his name is brad guy he <laughs> brad guy yes a <laughs> <Sarah> girl <laughs> he uh basically he was going parachuting he was strapped up to an instructor the instructor had a camera on him as like that's pretty much just protocol mm-hmm. this was like his first time ever doing it the instructor's done it a bajillion times like they obviously have like a lot of safety stuff in place to make sure you know nothing bad happens but Poor (laughs) poor Brad guy. (laughs) 14,000 feet when the parachute's supposed to be deployed, obviously to slow you down once you jump out of an airplane. Ought to be slowed down a little bit. Mm -hmm. It did not open. It, in fact, got tangled with the backup parachute. So they had zero parachutes. So they had nothing slowing them down. Mm -hmm. And these two guys fell pretty much with no resistance from 14,000 feet and landed the so brad guy landed on top of the instructor they landed like in a shallow golf lake like on a golf course like he landed on top of him and they're both fine obviously they're a little messed up like they had broken spines broken ribs like concussions lots of shattered bits and pieces but they survived like (laughs) wow that's kind of not him being like hey can you break my fall yeah and like they well at least they landed over water i thought you were about to be like oh and their legs played the accordion because they landed right on fucking ground so well it was like it wasn't deep at all like they they didn't they weren't neither of them were under the water so it was super shallow but yeah yeah. they they both survived brad guy has a ton of trauma obviously he's probably never gonna go on an airplane again i wouldn't yeah but he did get a little tattoo of a parachute so he's obviously recovering i did see this thing where this girl survived a plane crash and she got a tattoo of an airplane on her wrist and i was like and everyone like died and i was like honestly i don't think i would want that memorialized on my body to be like yep I survived yeah. that and people died. No, I I don't think so either. That's a little different. 
I did see this woman who her parachute was similar, how it got fucked up, which for those who don't know, parachutes are very hard to fold. And just the, the slightest thing, if you fuck up folding it, you can get someone killed. Yes. So, but hers got tangled and she like fucking fell almost to her death. She didn't die, but she was like, yeah, I broke a lot of bones, but I keep, I keep skydiving and she kept going going back to skydive. Dang. Yeah, I don't think I could do that if I almost died. <laughs> no. I couldn't even skydive in general. There's a show called Dragula and instead of like on drag race they have to lip sync when they're on the bottom and Dragula you have to do an extermination challenge kind of like Fear Factor. Mm-hmm. So the two bottom people had to jump out of a plane, like skydive and drag. That's that's a little intense. <laughs> that's a little much. One of them couldn't do it. Spoiler alerts. One of them was like I can't do this. And so they got uh, eliminated. See, that's that's crossing some boundaries. Because <laughs> before I was like, I think I can do this show. And then I watched that first episode and they did that. I was like, cut the cameras, oh. <laughs> cut the cameras now. Yeah, that's crazy. That's I don't like flying. So let alone skydiving. Yeah, I don't like flying either. I feel like I could skydive, though. I mean, anyone can really skydive if they're pushed hard enough. Right. And like. <laughs> I feel like the experience would be worth it. And given the chances of not dying, potentially, if your parachute doesn't deploy, looks pretty good on this guy's end, so. (laughs) I think think I'd probably either die of a heart attack from fright or I would pass out from fear. You think you would just straight pass out? (laughs) I think I would pass out from fear and just wake up on the ground. Do you not like roller coasters? No, no, no. It it completely numbs my whole body because I'm so terrified. No adrenaline over here. Oh, it makes me come too. Nope, <laughs> nope. <laughs> Real quick, before I, you know, we go anywhere, we are going to go somewhere. We're going to go to a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about strange instances where people survived the strangest things. Great sentence on me. Thank you. Do you love makeup? I know I do. That's why I use Drench Cosmetics. For those who don't know, Drench Cosmetics is a makeup company. Their mission is to create an environment to uplift and acknowledge the underrepresented creatives by shining light on those hidden in the shadows of others. I like to stand out with a great bold eye and thankfully Drench Cosmetics has a beautiful selection of eyeshadows to pick from. I personally love and use the Genesis palette. They have a lot of different mattes and shimmers to pick from. I also use the Deep Space Liner. The Deep Space Liner is one of the blackest eyeliners that I've ever used and it's for a great price as well. If you want to express yourself in a shining look, make sure you head over to Drenched Cosmetics now and use promo code TERRACARD for 15% off. That's T-E-R-R-A-H-C-A-R-D for 15% off your next purchase. That's T-E-R-R-A-H C-A-R-D for 15% off your next purchase. And you can achieve a great, stunning look with Drudge Cosmetics. Welcome back. We're talking about strange things. Yeah, 
but not Stranger Things, the TV show. I worked at a newspaper and we got to interview the teacher from Stranger Things. From Stranger Things. Coincidentally, in the same room was the kid from Stranger Things, one of the kids, and we were not allowed to interview him. His dad was oh. like, no, do not talk oh. to my kid. Which kid was it? Um, I don't I don't know any of their names, so <laughs> one of them. Not the girl, but that doesn't really simplify it. That was your first story. Since you have two more, do you want to give another one? Sure. I mean, this one's pretty crazy, but I'm going to leave the like very bizarre and also a pretty twisted one for the end. So this one, all of the information that I got on this is from um, a documentary. I'm not sure. A documentary? Okay. I don't know if it's like a, anyway, it's called Missing 411. You can watch it on, I think Amazon Prime, maybe Netflix. It's crazy. There was a two-year-old boy who went missing near Umatilla National Forest in Oregon. He was found 19 hours later but 12 miles away from where he was last seen. This Mm -hmm. is a two-year-old. I think I've heard something like this before. Yeah, they can't can't move that good. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was- Wow, we have two-year-olds listening. (laughs) They can't walk that good. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And they said that this, like, no matter which way you get to the location that this toddler was found, there's like no way that an adult would be able to to make that hike in the mm-hmm. time it took that two-year-old to get to that location. He wasn't like, he wasn't harmed at all. Like mm-hmm. he literally just was 12 miles away from where he was last seen. This little baby just- At a very hard place to get to. Yeah, like they were saying like, even like experienced adults would have a hard time making that hike. That's very bizarre. And then also on that, a seven-year-old boy vanished in front of his home in Arizona. Again, seven's like, what is that, like a second grader? Yeah, like second like grade. Like, it, it's a pretty little kid. He was found two days later, wandering in the desert 20 miles from where he went missing. So again, we're talking what? about an insane distance for a very small child to be moving. And Arizona. In Arizona. Arizona's yeah. dry and hot as fuck. When the boy was found, he was not dehydrated. He didn't have any negative side effects at all from exposure in Arizona. Yeah. It just like he disappeared and was found 20 miles away. And how long was it? Two days. Two days? He was found for two days in Arizona. I thought you said 20 hours. Two the first days? One, the toddler was found was two- 19 hours later. But two but days. The seven year old was found two days later wandering in the Arizona desert with no dehydration and no signs of any like wear and tear on his body at all. Someone must have like had to like pick him up or something. But he- <sighs> Mothman? He didn't, he didn't say like anything. Like he couldn't recall the situation. Very sus. Even with the kid that was 12 miles away in 19 hours. That's a long, it's a toddler too. Yeah. Like, this is a baby. It's not like they're walking in a straight line. They're probably, no. like, you know, ping-ponging back and forth. What do you think? Okay, I want to know, like, how do you think they got there? What are um, your theories? Well, obviously, like, the most logical thing would be, like, somebody swiped them up and then dropped them off somewhere. Mm-hmm. But usually with, like, 
I don't, you haven't talked about like murders or murder cases very much on this podcast. Not really. I don't want to delve too much into people being murdered. <laughs> right. Uh, that um, Because I, I did, when I was looking up like survivors and stuff, I got like some that were like pretty fucked up. So I was like, yeah, I'm not going to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> if a kid gets abducted, it's super unlikely that they're not going to be harmed. Like that's super, super unlikely. Like nobody's just going to like pick up a kid just to fuck with the parents and drop them off somewhere. Like, Have you seen The Hangover? Sense. I haven't, actually. <laughs> oh. I don't know. Obviously, like, with this documentary and most people's speculation, it's aliens. It always goes back to aliens. Yeah. I think someone just picked up this kid, and I don't, I don't, the one in Arizona makes sense to me. The one in the middle of nowhere, that one doesn't make sense to me. But the Arizona one, I can see, like, maybe the kid, like, I don't know, just, like, hitched a ride somehow <laughs> on a fucking bus and nobody saw and he got off somewhere and but he wasn't he wasn't dehydrated he didn't have any water he didn't have anything on him like he probably he got a, a snack he you probably... think he you think he got a little snack in the arizona desert was it just the raw desert like there's yeah, no he was other just found in the desert just wandering the desert i have no further comments <laughs> i don't know i don't fucking know it's weird i, I feel like but... someone like abducted him and was like nah i don't think i maybe i i don't want to do this and just like left him in the but why of wouldn't they just like drop him back off closer to home wouldn't that even be suspicious they already know someone's looking for him yeah but like then you could just be like i found this kid here's the solution don't take people's kids yeah <laughs> i'm gonna say that on the podcast so yes don't steal children don't do not steal children good 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 advice uh ambi good advice yep yes <laughs> so my next story is about a man his name is phineas gage this happened in 1848 this man was working on a railroad railroads were pretty popular at the time in the u.s which please the U.S. if U.S. if you're listening to this, please get an updated railroad system. I would like to be able to see Ambi within a day through a mm -hmm. train. I think that would be fun. Yeah, they got it in Japan. Why don't they got it here? Period. Like the length of it, I think if they had a bullet train like south, I could I could hang out with you in the same yeah, day. It would be like a six hour ride. Maybe like nine hours because that's or eight hours because I mean Japan it was like. No, Japan, it was four hours. Well, I think what I, are you, where are you talking about getting to, though? To you? No, I mean when we were in Japan. Like, oh, in Japan, to go fr from where we lived to Tokyo was a four-hour bullet train ride. Well, then there's no way it would be that much more than six hours between us. We're not that much further apart. Because it took us, like, 12 hours. We just drove from where we lived to Tokyo once, yeah. and that took, like, 12 hours. Roughly 10 if you have a really fast bus driver. I remember. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I remember we had a teacher and on the ride, it where we live kind of snows a lot. So on the ride, the bus drivers are like fucking going fast. They don't give a fuck, yep. uh, which I was still fine with. Um, I didn't care. Apparently, like the back of the bus was like sliding a little bit with the ice and she was like crying. <laughs> are you telling someone to shoot? yes <laughs> get out of here <laughs> but yeah she was like crying and was like can you please slow down oh my gosh um anyway she's a bitch yeah she sucks she's horrible <laughs> i don't know what else i was gonna say uh i don't know but yeah train oh train systems yeah america yes. needs to get some yes. updated ones. but back to my guy he was working on a railroad system he was putting 
explosive powder down and he was holding like a metal rod. This is foreshadowing the pen in my hair that's shaped like a, a syringe. He was holding a, a metal rod in his hand, pressing down the explosive powder and the explosive powder went off. So the pipe went from his left cheek through the back of his head. Oh my gosh. Like through his eye, through the back of his head. And this guy said, ow, that hurt and walked to help. Oh, <laughs> not, the, not the toilet. Is that Ty? <laughs> Hi, Ty. Can you hear me? He's, he can't hear you. Oh, hey. So I, I don't know if I've read this right in the video or where I was getting my information from. I think he flew like 80 feet too. Don't hold me to that. Don't hold me to that. He got up and walked to help. And of course, the person he went to help for was like, what the fuck? And they took him to get help. And the doctors were surprised that he could hold a conversation while still having this metal rod through his fucking head. Like, I'm telling you, like, through through the head, not just like a little bit through the forehead, through the back of the head, this pipe came out. This was a 40-inch metal pipe with a 1.5-inch diameter. Dang. And he survived that. However, with that much damage to the brain, it caused his personality to shift and he became very aggressive. So he had permanent, what's the correct word? Uh, permanent rational processing like damage. So he could not process rationalizing things the same way before. His friends and family were like, you are acting different. I wonder why. Um, <laughs> he had like, I think like 11% of his like brain like damage. It really like, it went through his head. He, he lost an eye. This person's not dead. Yeah. Like that's, that's something from crazy. Like, that's like from Final Destination. The pipe exploded and went right through his fucking head. Yeah. But yeah, well, I mean, he's dead now because that was 1848. But uh, that was my my thing that I just found and I thought that was crazy besides the man with the arsenic but uh things weren't adding up on that one so I was like Let yeah me a different story how did he find out that he was being poisoned <laughs> that's what I don't get I was like he was like I found out a year later but I was like how do I need to read your book because he has a book and I was like I'm not gonna read that what the heck I do want to write a book though like a horror like short story book that would be fun. That'd be fun. It would be bad because I haven't written in forever, but it would be fun to write. I also want to do like a Mad Libs book. That would be fun. I don't know how to do that, fun. but I want to do like a Mad Libs horror book. That would be really fun. Because on, on the Patreon we read, we did a, a horror Mad Libs and it was really funny. So subscribe to the Patreon at the PB Poo Poo tier to see that. <laughs> All right. Now you got one more story, right? Yeah. You said this was the most bonkers one. Yeah. Yeah, this, you, you use that word too, bonkers. I feel real bad for this guy. He's like the most unlucky person ever. <gasps> Actually, this is something kind of ties into other things we've talked about. Might have been cursed. His name, I might be wrong on the first name. I think it was William Summerford. You're like, how do I pronounce this? Um, Steve? No. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't write his first name in my notes. So he's been struck by lightning multiple times. And as we all know. Was it seven? No. I saw a guy who got struck seven times by lightning. Dang. That's... With my own eyes. No, I didn't see <laughs> That's a lot. This guy, the first time he got struck by lightning, it was um, during World War One. Like he was literally on the battlefield in Belgium. He got hit by lightning. Like a storm started out of nowhere. He got hit by lightning. 
got knocked off his horse and <gasps> the he horse was paralyzed. No, yeah, the horse. I think the horse was okay. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> but he got paralyzed from the waist down, so he couldn't participate in the war anymore. Like he was pretty upset. He was wheelchair bound. I think it was like four years later, maybe he decided to move to Canada as a British man, man, British guy. Okay. So now he's in Canada. And he's fishing, and the lightning struck a tree, not him directly, but he was sitting under the tree. Oh my god. <laughs> so the energy from the lightning still like affected him, but <laughs> that unparalyzed his legs. So he had full mobility back. What <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. So <laughs> God said, back. I'm sorry. Zoop. Yep. <laughs> But then, <laughs> oh no, no, we can't have anything good. But then I think another three or four years later, still in Canada, he was walking around because again, full control of his legs again, he got struck by lightning and he was completely paralyzed head to toe. This is some bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> this is some bullshit. Yeah. This poor man and Sadly, it doesn't end there. So after Aww. being fully paralyzed, he passed away two years later. And then around four years after he was buried, <laughs> lightning struck his tombstone and cracked it. Why is it like every four years that like- I don't know. What the fuck? Yeah, that's, why, that's why genuinely some people think that this man was cursed. That seems because like a curse. Because it's just so bizarre. Someone cursed that man. I 100% I, I agree with that. Yeah every four years roughly okay but the fact that he got unparalyzed is a gag like wait, and then paralyzed but like all the way that's yeah. so insane and then while he's dead literally resting in the ground there's a picture of his tombstone it's it's cracked it's fully cracked like you can see exactly where the lightning struck and cracked it they need to leave this man alone i know they, was he <laughs> I don't know. Was he part battery? Like, what the fuck? Like, why no, is he there getting... was there was like no reasonable explanation for it. I don't know who the fuck he pissed off in the UK. I know. But it followed him for the rest of the life. Yeah. Like, can you imagine like one day you just like become unparalyzed and you're just like, hell yes. And then you're just like taking a walk in a park and then you get fully paralyzed. I would never go outside unless it was a sunny day. <laughs> after well, that that's the thing with that last storm it was a sunny day like the the weather changed out of nowhere and struck him which again is why a lot of people think it's a curse yeah that man was a hundred percent that is there is no other explanation yeah i i would rather believe that than an alien abducting a kid and dropping it off like in the middle of nowhere in two days <laughs> That is the only <laughs> logical explanation. Maybe the toddler was also cursed. <laughs> toddler was just like, I don't know, just teleporting, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. Because he like, I mean, he had like a little bit more wear and tear than the seven-year-old kid, but like still for a toddler, like yeah, going yeah. through rough mountainous terrain. Without any other creatures stumbling upon you. Bitch, maybe a fucking like moose like picked him up by his hoodie and just like dragged his ass. <laughs> Like, carry like a bear just was like, this is my child now. Speaking of, speaking of moose, mooses, moose eye. I don't know the plural. They're Meese. they're scary. Meese. <laughs> Meese. <laughs> Meese. Meese. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all I had to say was they're fucking tall. 
they're like nine feet tall. Here's a fun fact about um, mooses and or meese in Vermont. It's literally, <laughs> it's literally the state trooper's job to shoo meese off the road. Meese. Like if there's a, cause they'll just stand in the middle of the road. They don't care. Yeah. They're cars like or people or anything. They're, Cause they're huge. They're gigantic. They don't care. Yeah. So like the state troopers literally have to go up to them and like shoo shoo, like shoo them out of the way. And they just like wander off because they can their legs are so long that they can step over over like the barriers yeah Yeah. they're they could probably step on a car if they wanted to oh yeah yeah like car versus moose the moose is gonna win (laughs) car versus moose (laughs) new new horror movie you know it's like shark versus octopus car versus moose but that was this episode wow i had a really good time meese (laughs) (laughs) that that last story is crazy those are some really good stories yeah i feel so bad for that last guy like even his tombstone got hit by lightning that's just disrespect right the person who cursed him said and you know what and i fucking won't leave without saying something else (laughs) amby where can we find you on instagram on instagram amby tay and before i leave because i'm gonna forget to do this i'm gonna read off my patreon list because they deserve a shout out as well too and i'm pulling it up right now we got 11 patrons i'm trying to make it to 20 before december i think that might be doable but also might be bold of me subscribe to the patreon and i'll only wear the mothman sweater Subscribe to the Patreon and maybe Amby will take off the the sweater. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, you're gonna see bo- no, you're not gonna <laughs> see that. At our Miss Pollard tier, we have the lovely Nathan, naughty by Nathan. We have Mystic Lee, Paula, the intern, who was a guest on the podcast. And at the PP Poopoo tier, the special PP Poopoo tier. We have Keith W, Jeffrey P, Chandler A, Sunny Day, Zingcat, Coronation, and Winnie, who creates the intro of this podcast, as well as Rebecca Carlson from It's All Gone Terribly Wrong. So those are the patrons. Thank you so much for supporting. If you want to become a patron, just head over to patreon.com forward slash stay on the line. Uh, Stay on the line. Uh, Make sure you leave a rating and review of this podcast on your preferred listening platform. I think iTunes is the only place that does that. Spotify, what's the deal? Why can't we have reviews on Spotify? Reviews on Spotify. Homophobic, I, I believe. You can find this podcast on Facebook and on Instagram at stay on the line podcast. You can find me, Tara Card, that's T-E-R-R-A-H-C-A-R-D, under most platforms under that name. And I don't think I have anything else to add. <laughs> Do you have anything else you need to add, Amby? Try not to get struck by lightning. Four times. But the, the guy who holds the record, he got struck by, he got struck seven times by lightning. And he's still alive? I think he passed away, not from the lightning. But I think he, pa- yeah, he passed away like in the 80s, but he got struck by lightning like seven times. It really sucks. Yeah. At that point, like just be a bubble boy, live in a bubble. I actually did see a story about an old lady. She was like, I think 84 maybe, who got struck three or four times. And she did. Like she was so paranoid to leave her house. Like she would wear like the thickest rubber sole shoes she could find. Mm-hmm. And anytime like a lightning storm started, um, she would get in her car. Because she thought, like, the rubber from the tires would, like, help prevent her from being struck by lightning again. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't fucking blame her. That's scary. After, like, the second time, you're just like, who's fucking with me? Yeah. Like, what's going on? Where, where <laughs> am I? Am I in, like, you know, 
Is everyone watching me right now? Do they see what's going on? Twilight Zone episode. Literally. Also, you can find this podcast uh, on all platforms. Spotify, iTunes, CastBox, Google Podcasts, anywhere. And we have new episodes every Thursday. So make sure you subscribe and hit that that notification bell. Share this podcast with your friends. (laughs) Until next time, make sure you stay on the line. Bye. Bye.